This is the Champions Coffee Podcast on the Vigo Podcast Network. On this show, we take 20 minutes to celebrate the champions behind higher education student support and experience. These are the individuals who are pushing the boundaries and changing student lives on a daily basis. And we get to hear their stories and their visions for the sector. And we are live. Hello, world. Welcome to the Champions Coffee Podcast, where every week we have coffee with an education professional who is out there on the front lines championing students to be all they can be. I'm your host, Ben Hallett, and I am the co-founder and CEO of Vigo. And Vigo, if you don't know, is a student support platform that helps educators connect their students to their mentors, their tutors, their advisors and counsellors and everyone in between, all of the champions on campus. And at Vigo, we really believe in celebrating professionals who make all of these support services tick. So that's why we're doing this podcast. And today is our very first episode. And as such, I'm expecting to have a few technical difficulties. (laughs) So please bear with us. (laughs) And uh, to help me iron out all the technical difficulties, I've actually invited as our first guest today, um, my fellow co-founder at Vigo and Vigo's Chief Operating Officer, Joel Trapani. Hello, Joel. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me today. I feel <laughs> honoured to be your guinea pig. Thank you. Uh, I, I feel honoured to have you as my guinea pig, mate. Um, so as a bit of an intro for Joel, um, and Joel hasn't seen this, so this will be fun. Um, before Vigo... Before Vigo, Joel had over 10 years of experience in tutoring and mentoring, and Joel's always been passionate about the education journey and championing the underdog. Now, with those passions, that led on to Joel uh, post-university into creating Vigo and then building Vigo up from scratch to what it is today which is, you know, a global company working with universities and governments and education institutions all around the world, helping them launch support programs. And Joel, as someone in the student success or student support space, is quite unique in in the sense that he's had to work with every different type of support (laughs) program you can think of that is run. So your academic, your tutoring, your peer mentoring, your alumni, your counselling, Joel's had experience in introducing technology into all these different programs and and in growing those programs, which is something that I think makes Joel quite unique and quite an interesting first guest for the podcast. So, Joel, uh, welcome again. And uh, is there anything else in particular you think we should add for your introduction? No, I think you you hit the nail on the head. I, I am very much just a generalist in the company and a and a vast generalist in the land of student support. Too humble, mate. Too <laughs> humble. Um, so, all right, Joel, we'll, we'll jump into um, our questions. Actually, just to check, do you have, this is the Champions Coffee Podcast, do you have your uh, beverage of choice? I don't have a coffee today. I have a lemon and ginger tea. Um, I'm trying to cut down on my caffeine intake, so, so definitely in the tea world. It looks like you've got a tea as well, though. No, no, it's definitely a coffee, mate. Definitely a coffee. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've got lemon and ginger today. True. Yeah, today's episode is recorded um, post-12 midday, so I'm not allowed to drink coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's a self-imposed rule. (laughs) It's my wife's rule. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, all right. Let's jump into the questions, uh, mate. And because uh, we do only have this is meant to be a short podcast. So, uh, question uh, number one: What life experiences motivated you to jump into the education and, in particularly, the student success space? Um, that's a great question. I guess first of all, I'm going to try and keep this really short because. I feel like we've had these same conversations over eight hours, so we'll, we'll try and cram it all into 15 minutes here. Really, uh, there's, there's been a, a few key events, but, but the primary event, and it's probably the same for you, it really happened in our first year of uni together. Uh, we were studying, uh, had, a, had a very close friend called Tony. He was mentoring me through statistics, coming into university at the highest grades, uh, very charismatic, very confident. He actually introduced me to my wife. Um, she's much better looking than I am, so I'm glad that he was in my life. But, but really, uh, he really had the whole world at his feet. He had all of the opportunity there for him, and uh, and he was absolutely killing it with his grades. And, and unfortunately, outside of university, Tony had a few really hard things happen to him, which just completely reversed his priorities. Where he was able to come to campus every single day, um, he really had to start to juggle his life. He had to put his family first. Um, and he had to spend a lot of time away from campus. And because of that, he started to fall behind. Uh, he ended up failing one subject that semester. So that, that was completely fine. Failing one subject, he, he could bounce back from that. But he went to the university and he asked for help and he just couldn't find the right support for him. The, the support that they offered was at a time he couldn't make or in a, in a format that he, that he couldn't connect with. So because of that, he just couldn't get the support services that he needed. And, and two months later, he just completely dropped out of university. So one of our really close friends who who had to just drop out because of, I guess, a situation that was completely outside of his control. And and that really, I guess, was a strong lesson for me that, that someone can drop out um, and, and fall between those support cracks because they don't know where to get the help that they need. So since then, I've really been on a mission to, to help students get through their degree and really to scale student support. So for me, that's probably the main driver. I could go on for maybe another... 30 to 1,000 minutes on this. <laughs> no, I, 100%. Um, yeah, that's a, you know, that was quite a compelling um, story to get started in this space and think, you know, I guess thinking about, well, what are the barriers between students and support, yeah. the known barriers, but what are the unknown barriers? And, and you know, yeah. I think we've we've probably both learned that those barriers they change over time with different cohorts, with different types of students, mature age, undergraduate, and and um, you know, and how can how can we and our partners and technology and training break down as much of those barriers as possible to uh, support? Yeah, all right, 100%. nice answer, mate. Uh, so, moving on to the next question, what student support uh, services are you currently involved with? Uh, you know, across the board, across all the partners and universities that you work with? That is a huge question. I think it really goes back to, to what you said at the start is that I really am a generalist for all support services. So we have everything from class-specific academic support uh, to mental health to industry connection uh, to student, ad student advisors to staff advisors, just really my whole goal is connecting a student to the support service. I, I don't. I don't have great expertise in what the support service should be for that student, but I make that connection happen when they need it, how they need it, where they need it. So I really have, I guess, a, a huge array of, of experience in different support services at that general level. 
Well, I guess then probably a better question then for someone like yourself would be what support service are you actually most pa- passionate about at the moment? I, I love peer support. So I truly believe the best way to scale student support to every student is to empower the student community to help itself. So mm-hmm. there are amazing, amazing support services offered by staff, but the staff to student ratio just doesn't make it possible for every student to get that tailored support service that they need. So one of my fundamental beliefs is that if we're going to support all students, we have to do that by by allowing students to help one another. So any peer support program, whether that's academic support or just even welcome to the university and, and here's how to get around, I think that's the best way we can help students. And, and that's what where my biggest passion is. Yeah, great. And um, and I guess well, this flows on well then. In a, in a peer program, what does success look like for you? Like what, what makes you think that you've, you've helped an institution run a successful peer mentoring uh, or peer academic advisory program? That's a, that's a really good question. It's a, it can be fairly loaded, but uh, when, I, when I first uh, started working with Griffith University, I was working with a lady named Shana, and, uh, and she said to me, I don't care what we do this semester because if we help one student, all of this is worth it to me. And that's really mm. resonated with me and stuck with me since then that we are really impacting students' lives. It's not just a cursory uh, hello. Like we're, we're making real change in the way a student is going to live their life. And, and it's not just about passing one class. It's potentially about staying in university, achieving those life outcomes that they're really driving for. So mm. seeing, although we're, we're seeing that we're helping students all around Australia and all around the world. For me, where where I really get my motivation is hearing those stories come through our platform where we did make something possible that wasn't possible before, that we were able to make someone's life better and, and to change their life. So for mm. me, it's that it's that personal reflection that, that students share with us, that, that we've, we've made something possible for them. Mm. Yeah, I think you've hit on a key point. Um, you know, like... I think when it comes to measuring success, uh, you know, there's we can often overlook the the data um, that's required and the you know the you know how 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 are we going to measure success here? How are we going to capture the stories? Because you're right, you know, the you need evidence that you are you know not just people are meeting up not just that people are uh, having sessions or things like that you need evidence that these are actually having meaningful um you know impacts on yeah. that on those that person's life and i guess against whatever the objective of the the program might be you know a peer mentoring program might be in the lgbtiq space and it might be about feeling like that that they belong um on campus yeah. Or it could be the international space where they feel like they've belonged to the country that they're studying in yeah. but um you know, the only way to to get some of those things is to, I guess, have the framework in place to be picking up those stories um, at scale. Yeah, mm. yeah, a hundred percent. And and every program, every support offering is completely different as to as to what success is, both quantitatively but also qualitatively. Mm. Yeah, and, and I guess in that, you know, everybody should be thinking about the success of that particular program benchmarked on other programs that are like for like, you know, yeah. uh, mature age student mentoring for mature age student mentoring because different, those ones are going to have different quantitative measures. 
Yeah, exactly. Like for like, I, I definitely think we can get quantitative results to define success. Hmm. Great. Okay. All right. Uh, moving along, we, uh, we've we got four or five minutes left. Uh, so the, all right, can you tell us, uh, you know, you've just mentioned about the stories that, you know, at the end of the day, you'll, you, you know, you'll be satisfied if you help one student that day. Um, what are some of the stories that you've been proud to, to be involved in? Oh, that is a great question. There's so many stories that jump to mind. <laughs> I guess one that I absolutely love is uh, we, we had a student absolutely killing it with her studies. She was doing really well, like acing her initial assignments, um, never really considered reaching out um, to get peer support. Uh, but then sort of life threw her a curveball and she ended up very sick and ended up in hospital. Uh, mm -hmm. So that really made accessing on-campus support impossible. And she started to fall behind, started to really struggle. And she actually reached out to her lecturer and said, I'm, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. I can't make lectures. I can't make tutorials. And the lecturer just didn't know how to help them. And they just said, look, I'm really sorry, but there's nothing I can do. The university mm -hmm. doesn't have any framework in place for this. Um, but, but luckily, the student actually stumbled across us. We'd, we'd actually launched a, a really big peer support network for that university. And she was able to connect with someone who'd done that exact class and, and was able to, to coach her through that. So from a hospital bed, she was getting online mm -hmm. video support, even though she'd reached out to the university, they didn't really know how to help her. And she ended up passing that class. So she went mm -hmm. from, from having like some really tough life situations thrown at her to, to still being able to get through because she could access asynchronous and borderless support. It just didn't matter what was existing. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Um, okay, great story, mate. Okay, so this will be interesting, actually, um, because of the announcement we made quite recently. Um, what is the three-year vision for your work? And, you know, where are these? Where is Vigo going? Um, where is the you know, the programs that you work with, where are they going? That is a very good question. Um, <laughs> almost seems pre-prepared by you. Uh, uh, in the next three years, uh, we will champion 1 million students all around the world where we want to borderlessly connect students to, to the help that they need. So three years just looks like making that happen. And, and it's a massive goal, which is bigger than me. It's it's bigger than Vigo. It's bigger than any individual institution. It's almost bigger than all of the students in Australia. So mm. we need people to come along that journey with us. So so my part in that is is getting everyone that we work with and that we don't work with to believe in this vision with us, to, to really put students first and to make sure we can make this generation of students um, better. So yeah, championing mm. 1 million students in the next three years. And if you want more information, check out Ben's video. <laughs> yeah, so for more more context on that, uh, we we made an announcement this week in the wake of in the wake of COVID and in the wake of uh, everything that's going on. I'm sorry to say the c word. Um, I, I didn't mean to say that, um, but the you know this year has been a a tough year for students. Um, no one's no one's doubting that, and certainly it's we we firmly believe that if a big response to this year isn't made by institutions and educators and by ed tech and you know everybody collectively to champion these students then this year's cohort and everybody who's studying right now 
are really going to be disadvantaged um, in the workforce and in the future lives, and that will ripple on. So this week, we decided to make a public pledge that before this year's cohort graduates, uh, we will champion one million of them. And uh, so, yeah, we we posted some information on that, and uh, please check it out on LinkedIn or on our website or just reach out directly to us uh, on that one. Great answer, Ben. <laughs> Sorry to re-answer. <laughs> um all right mate so this is a good one what is a common misconception that you hear in the student support or student success space i love this question i love this question so much so essentially there's one misconception that i feel like goes around all of the time uh and it's that you have to really force students to help one another what people don't understand is that students are the most giving and supportive demographic um, in the entire country and my guess is in the entire world. So every student really wants to give back and to help one another. So you don't need to pay students to get them to support one another. Every student wants to help one another. They're willing to give so much of their time and so much more than you can even imagine. We see students uh, on our platform helping each other sometimes for 10 hours in a weekend and they don't want anything in return. And it's because they love that feeling of giving but it also starts to develop their own skills, their communication skills. We, we had this one story where the student was giving so much of his time and, and we, we reached out to him and asked him why he was giving so much of his time. And he said it was to help him get over the anxiety of meeting new people at university. Mm. So not only was he making 10 or 20 students' academic life better, he was making his own life better by giving time. So I don't mm. think enough people give students enough credit for, for how much they're actually willing to support one another. True. Um, and our, makes me think of that, that there was that one, um, uh, that one girl from QUT in the peer mentor, um, academic mentoring program we were running there. And I remember one of her feedback was she said, oh, yeah, I'm loving this. I now have friends on campus. I now there's five yeah. people that I can wave to on campus when I walk in, um, you know, every day. And, you know, yeah. she was a mentor. She was a leader, but she didn't, she didn't have you know, an established friend group and, you know, through mentoring others, they, she, she, university became that little bit more friendly for her to attend. Yeah. Yeah. I, sure. I love that, that, that connection. All right. We have run three minutes over the time. I'm going to hit you with one final question. I want you to uh, give me a one max two sentence reply. Okay. What <laughs> advice or encouragement would you give a student about to begin their journey at university? All right. When first starting university, make friends who are smarter than you. So surround yourself with people who are going to challenge you to become a better version of yourself. Is that how you met me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned that after meeting you in university that I really should step up the grade of my friendship circle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Well, on that, on that positive note... Uh, so we've come to the end of the podcast. Uh, we need to wrap up. So Joel, thanks so much for having um, coffee with us, uh, with me today and sharing your stories, your advice, your visions. And this has been episode one of the Champions Coffee podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening and checking it out. If you'd like to stay updated on the next episode, please go to LinkedIn, search Figo and click follow. Uh, we'll be posting all of the information about who's speaking, um, who's being interviewed, and all the previous sessions on there. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Joel. I'll be sure to follow.
<laughs> Thanks, mate. All right. <laughs>